You know, I already had a show all ready to go. <laughs> Thinking I got other things I can do today. I don't have to worry about the show. <clears throat> Thanks for playing. Go sit down. You got a consolation prize. All righty. Well, <laughs> I get something. Anyways, so the world is just insane. I just don't even know how to get onto it or start talking about it or anything. I just can't imagine that things, I mean, I keep saying that, and yet I've told you before in the past that, you know, I've had um, visions and stuff that, you know, it will be, and I just really don't believe that <laughs> these things are happening. It's, you know, there's that part of me that says, you know, it's all exactly like you saw and what's supposed to be and so forth and so on. And yet there's still a part of me inside that says, this is crazy. <laughs> That's not a good thing either. No, not this kind of crazy. My kind of crazy is okay. Excuse my language. I'm what they call batshit crazy. B-A-T space S-H-I-T space crazy. That's it. That's me. I have always been like this. I think I was born just silly and ignorant, but I got guts and guts is enough. I don't know what to tell you. But I always got in trouble in school because I wanted to be Jerry Lewis when I grew up. I thought Jerry Lewis, he outdid Abbott and Costello any day. You put Abbott and Costello against Jerry Lewis, you don't have a prayer. <laughs> anyway, two of my items got delivered today. Let's see. Dirt, dirt, dirt. So I ordered this. You know when they say it's too good to be true? Let me introduce myself. I'm Mike, in case you don't know that already. I'm the host of the show, which is called Let's Talk. We talk about politics and religion. <laughs> and we get in. Oh, yeah. We get in. And, uh... I'm calling this episode, well, to begin with, I think that's what I said, something like that. I said, Self, why don't you name it? Well, to start off with this, well, to start off with, this is interesting. Forgot to put my spacers in there. So, back to what I was saying. I see a really good deal on a Samsung Geek Squad certified refurbished um, 970 EVO plus and it's a two terabyte for the inside of my, my computer here. So it's 83 bucks. I says, holy cow, that's freaking amazing because everything else, even the lesser companies are more than that. So I buy it. Mm. One day along the line there, I happened to check my shopping cart to see if the delivery was on time. And I realized that in the writing right there, recertified, refurbished, blah, 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 Two terabyte, blah, blah, you know, PCIe generation, three by four, blah, blah, for laptops. I don't do laptops. No. Got them. Never use them. I got them primarily for when we were going from New York out to visit family and stuff like that, that I could take it with me and, you know, stay in touch with the world. Sometimes you don't want to be part of the conversation. You just want to see how batshit crazy everybody else is. So, and now, so there they sit. I'm probably still on Windows 7 or something. I have no idea. Anyway, so that bad boy's got to go back. And I got another one coming today. In fact, they say it's been delivered. I got that Best Buy Total Tech Package. It's on sale for $170, well, not on sale. They repriced it, $179. Can't emphasize enough, money well spent. Yes, sir. Because it covers all the tech in your house. They have like three plans. And of course, the one that you never have to worry about. Anything costs the most. But trust me, folks, hoo-hoo. Because Mr. No Computer Geek in this house guy I'm going to try to replace, I'm going to clone, first I'm going to clone the operating system. Then I'm going to take that solid state out of the computer, and I'm going to use the new one. I might get a BIOS screen, you know, the BIOS, B-I-O-S. 
I might get that on boot up because it's saying, hey, this one's gone, this one's here, where do you want to go? And I pick the new one. I mean, it's kind of obvious, right? Well, hang on there, Mr. Uh, Windows. If that's missing, wouldn't you just necessarily go to that one? I'm just saying. So, Bill Gates, you're not so smart after all. Hang on, drink a coffee. So anyway, we got the queers and the fags. I'm not politically correct, and I don't care. I don't care. <coughs> Causing all kinds of commotion, all kinds of nonsense, ranting and raving and blah, 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 blah. That's what I hear when they get going. Blah, you know, like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Did I do all right? So, you know, they're, they're freaking out over one thing or another. Governors across the country are just making sure that, regardless of what the Supreme Court said or whatever, that they're, uh, yeah, that's right, they're, um, they're going to let you come to their state to get that baby cut right out of you. You know, you can come commit murder here. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Governor. Because that's all it is. It's freaking murder. Don't kid yourself. Anyway... Then I read today, or I hear today, actually the wife and I were listening to it in the, in the truck. Um, that's the first pickup I've ever owned. I've never had a pickup. Isn't that, that's crazy, right? I've never had one, serious. And I love this truck. Oh, yeah. So the thing is, back to what I was saying, if I screw this up, I already have an appointment on the 24th. <laughs> so he says, well... Let me make it far enough ahead so that I can screw it up or not screw it up. And then I got, to, you know, I can get it to Geek Squad without having to wait a month to get in. So I'm already there next week, 24th. And it's free. That's right, you heard me right. Free. Do you know how much it is for them to swap out a hard drive? $79. You would save $79 right off the top. If you could pull that hard drive out yourself. Not that hard, folks. There's two connectors. And when you put a new one in, they can't go anyplace else. They have to go where they go. Don't force it. And then it's probably attached to the system or the, you know, the computer box thing itself by some outside screws, and you'll see those. And you just slide it out. And you put the new one in. If it's already got an operating system on it. You know, that you know for sure boots up and everything. So now you just got a bigger hard drive, right? Because that would be really the only reason, unless the one you got is crapping out. Then I would get all my stuff off it as soon as possible and go get a new one. But you're going to have to get it programmed with Windows. Oh, and that's $138. So you got $79, $138. You've already spent more than what the membership costs. I sound like a salesman, right? <laughs> but, but seriously, so it's kind of a no-brainer. If you use your equipment, your, your technology hard, you're rough on it, you can't go wrong. And then if you just want to do a simple upgrade, just some tiny little thing, all you pay is for the tiny little thing. You capish? So... It's worth it. Anyway, I heard today, the wife and I heard. And it was weird because you know how like on your screen, if you got a touch screen in your car, it shows you the name of the show and it, like certain information about what's going on. So this one was um, on Serious Patriot. And I don't remember the, the host. So either way... <laughs> And underneath it, it says, gay whistleblower. Now, I'm against homosexuality. I, those of you that have listened to me, you know that. But I said to the wife, I said, geez, they could have left that part out. But, you know, it's funny because I was on another channel, and I, I didn't know this guy was, like, so proud and, you know, being gay and everything. I, so he kind of... I didn't realize was using this as a platform. 
Because on another channel, which is called Triumph on Sirius, he said, they, you know, they were talking to him and they were talking about Hunter Biden and how he got away with kind of quote-unquote murder. And he says, my husband, blah, blah, blah. And I went, oh, man, you got to be kidding me. So I changed the channel. So I go from one where the guy's talking about his husband to another one where they say, well, just in case you didn't know, he's gay. Well, I kind of figured that when I heard the husband thing. And no matter how deep as, you know, a woman can make her voice, she never sounds like that. So anyway, that being the case. But I find out, or we find out, that according to the law, okay, which we're all equal under the law, and we're all, well, responsible, right? You would think. So, and so without breaking any laws that are written, they broke the law. The, the prosecuting team or uh, <clears throat> the IRS, whoever, the booklet says, and so this individual, this, so I, apparently on the other channel I went to that said gay whistleblower, so he's on the show. And he's the one that knows all this. And he, this is why it was such a big deal that this guy is going to come out and say anything. It wasn't the thing that he was going to come out and say, I'm gay, and everybody claps. No, no, not that one. Not coming out like that. It was coming out to tell, hey, this is what went down in regards to Biden, Hunter Biden's laptop. Well, come to find out, Hunter Biden gets charged, all right? So, you know, innocent and still proven guilty. But he gets charged with two, so two charges, two Different, so they got a misdemeanor and a felony. I don't know how many in each category, but regardless, just say there's one misdemeanor and one felony. The law says, the law says, in that case, when you have two separate charges, the felony is the charge. So you throw out the misdemeanor, right? Because you can't go there. Don't even think about it. You have to go to the felony. Okay? What's that, babe? You have to go to the felony. And they didn't. From what I understand today, they cut a deal with him on a plea bargain in the misdemeanor. And he pays nothing. Hey, baby. He pays nothing. Right, Tina? Oh, I didn't know, hon. Okay, let me hang on, please. We're pausing for station identification. <laughs> so I help my wife doing the cannon. <laughs> doing the cannon. Yeah, we got artillery here. We're serious about homeland security. No, you know, canning. So she's canning some sauce. Oh my gosh, that sauce, before we put it in the jars, you know, it smelled so good. I'm going, yep, we need something right now, Italian. That would be like chicken parm. Oh, my favorite, yes. But not to be. Anyways, on with the show. So Hunter Biden. So he, for some reason, not for some reason, we know the reason, because he's the son of the president. And before this, he was son of the vice president and or the former vice president who still thinks he has some clout. He hasn't figured it out by now. He has no clout. Anyway, so there we go. Vice presidency, presidency, and the son and the father are raking in money hand over fist like you can't imagine. So the rule book says, back to what I was saying, felony trumps a misdemeanor. It doesn't say unless you're so-and-so and such-and-such and whatever. No, 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 there's none of that nonsense. So, intentionally, they break the law, they reestablish another course of action, which is just a misdemeanor, which doesn't include payment. I, man, how does that work again? So, anyway. And then you wonder why. Then you wonder why. Why are we in a world of everything and anything not nice? Because we have criminals in the White House. 
We have a, a like a, a a family mob boss. All right. That's too stupid to realize anymore that he's the boss. I wonder how far back this goes with him and his brain. But either way, good thing for him, like I reported, or I'm going to report, I forget. <laughs> Anyways, they come up with some kind of medicine that's supposed to stave off the serious effects of Alzheimer's. So they're thinking, oh, glory be to God, because now we can give, like, Joe overdoses on this stuff and try to get him squared away. Because at some point in time, he's going to have to stand at a podium and, well, he might have to debate. So we'll see. But anyway, I just you know, I pay my fair share. And then, you know, you know, add insult to injury, I'm looking up health care per month. Good Lord Jesus. Now, where am I going to get the money for that? I'm serious. I... You know what? If I was the general public, well, I am the general public. See, I have options. Thank the Lord God and thank you, Lord Jesus, I have options. So, but what about those people that don't have options? What about the people that are hit with those monthly premiums and these woohoo deductibles? I don't get it. If those douchebags, excuse me, <laughs> no, don't excuse me, whatever. If those douchebags up in Washington can't figure this out on our behalf, then they need to go. They need to go. The Democrats especially. All this chatter about affordable health care and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, if you're totally, completely unemployed, out of work, and almost getting thrown out of the streets, that's when you get any help. But people like you and me, screw you. Pay your fair share. Went to the pharmacy one day. Found out my coverage lapsed. So I needed the medicine. I, so I'm thinking out of pocket, right? Just, well, what the, whatever. I'll just deal with out of pocket later and whatever. And so I says, how much? For one medicine, folks. One medicine. 800 bucks. It's like the scene in Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation. Where the brother's getting ready to ask Chevy Chase for some money. So he gets out his wallet. And when he's, when his brother finally tells him it's $3,000, he like nervously and, you know, tries to put the wallet back together and get it in his pocket. You know, that one was hard to swallow, sort of. And that's where we're at. Folks, this has got to change. We can't go on as a society like this. It... it it just, it doesn't work. It works for them. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, sure, it does. Well, what about me? What about us? All right, let's move along. Hey, we haven't even said our prayer yet. Oh, my gosh, man, I better shut up. Father God, you gave me a voice. You give me hearing, my eyesight. The ability, Lord, to see and to hear and to speak of all the things and all the greatness that is you. You are, Father God, the Almighty. You are, Lord Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, Prince of peace, and the Lamb that takes away the sins of the world. There is no other. There can be no other. Never has been, never will be. And I just thank you so much that you thought enough of me to call my name. And I am, you know, nobody, Lord. We're all nobody. Every one of us that call you Father, Abba, Father. Every one of us. We're so unworthy. And you called. So grateful, so grateful, Father. But we can never say enough how grateful, oh, that we are. And I pray this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Revelations 1.8. Now listen to this. I, this is Jesus speaking. I am he that liveth. So he's alive, all right? The individual that's recording this is seeing at a living, breathing entity. 
Okay? Not some kind of ethereal vision. But then he makes a comment and was dead. So he's saying, yep, you're right. At one time, I was dead. As dead as dead can be. You know, dead. Frick, no life. Pulse is gone. All that. Right? Dead. But then he goes on to say, and behold. I think it should say, but behold. <laughs> or do behold. I am alive forevermore. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we are with you. Oh, that is just so wonderful. That just makes you, you know, if you're not jumping for joy, leave the room. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, we've stirred, we, the United States, I speak up in this, in this part here, we have stirred the flames of hatred many times throughout the years with other countries. And now, without a doubt, this hatred is directed, I mean, they're aiming right at us. All right? On August 2nd, BRICS is allowing 36 to 41 more countries into their growing trade allowance. Now, if you've been listening to past shows, I've been telling you that part of this one world order thing and everything is going to have to, it necessarily has to have a reworking of the financial business doings and how we do business in this country and around the world. It's got to change. And we've been, I've talked to you about a few different things that are not, they're not pondering, no, they're implementing. All right? So, this is what I'm saying. This is it. All right? The inflation rate in this country, I think, this is just my thought, but based on what I know, <laughs> I think the inflation in this country is going to surpass anything Germany went through after the First World War. And in Germany, the Deutschmark was as good as a piece of toilet paper, I kid you not. You could have taken a wheelbarrow full of toilet paper. This, you may have heard this expression before, but I'm serious. A wheelbarrow full of Deutschmarks and get one lousy loaf of bread and it wasn't even fresh. That's where we're going, folks. The worst thing about this is we're being left out in the cold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This global reorganization happening right before our eyes doesn't include us. Oh, wait a minute. Then what happens now? <laughs> I hate to tell you, you better start buying bricks of gold and get out of them markets because they're going to kill you. They're going to wipe you out. This is going to be worse than the quote-unquote depression of the 30s. You know, it's interesting because in 1921, 1922, something like that, hang on, water time. The same thing took place, but you didn't know that. I didn't know it at one time. Here's how it works. <clears throat> Every so often, there has to be necessarily a correction in the market. And in the early 20s, it was as significant, if not more so, than the Depression. But it never got, to, it never got a single headline. Nobody ever talked about it. Nobody ever mentioned it. You never heard of it, right? Well, up until you know, a certain time ago, I never heard of it either. But it's true. So apparently they wanted to wait till the 30s to really bring the hammer down. The difference is I don't know what. So either way, they bring the hammer down. What's coming is a sledgehammer. And it's going to knock you freaking silly if you got money in the markets and stuff. I hate to tell you, because I know a few of you do. I would really start second-guessing that and not listening to your broker. Oh, no, no, you're safe, you're fine. You know what? The FDIC was in place, not under that name, in the daggone 30s. And what happened to their money? What happened to the people's money then? It wasn't called the FDIC, but it was the same concept. And <laughs> so what? Good thing they weren't paying for it. You know, like a health plan, you go to the doctor and find out, well, you're not covered for anything. You guess, man. Come on, really? But because of our treatment of other countries. This is what it boils down to. Our treatment 
of other countries. You know, the bully on the block. Pay now to, you know, sucks to be you if you can't, blah, 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 blah. So there's a, yeah, blah, 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 blah. So there's all that. So with that being the case, <laughs> hello? So the BRICS is actually a, all right, is a, I, Tina, what's a euphemism? A word for a meaning? In other words, BRICS is a euphemism for the name of the country, Brazil, Russia, India, China. Is that? No I don't know either. Any, anyways. I will look it up for you. No. All right. So BRICS, the BRIC nations, B-R-I-C-S, the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, okay, are coming together. So they have their own little thing there, right? But this is serious, this is serious uh, finances here. This ain't like, you know, I don't know, whatever. This is serious stuff. So now they're going to allow from 36 to 41 more countries into the growing their growing trade allowance. And guess what? They don't want to trade with us. They don't want anything to do with us. Screw them racist, white-ass Americans. We're, you're literally watching a, a fragmentation, piece by piece, of the global economy into competing blocks. Euphemism. A word or phrase that softens an uncomfortable topic, such as... <laughs> This is going to hurt. Was recently fired. They might say they're between jobs. Yeah. Or this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. That's the one I heard all growing up. Never really, actually. They didn't care. It's going to hurt you, and I don't care. That was my parents. Anyway, so we're going to have competing blocks, and they're going to have to pull as much as the rest of the world into their group, each one of these blocks. So this fragmentation could coalesce around two blocks led by, of course, the two largest economies in the world. And it's not us. I'm sorry to tell you, it's not us. So we're going to be like Oliver. You know, can I have more, sir? We're going to be the beggars in the world. And i got to be honest with you. I'm not sad to hear it. This country is guilty of sin. Phew, man, let me tell you. Like Jesus said about the people of Sodom and Gomorrah because of the sin that was being committed at his time when he was on this earth, that sin of disbelief, in other words, the one unforgivable sin is unbelief. I did a show on that. Anyways, he said, because that sin is so grievous and so graven and unforgivable, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah are going to rise up with this generation to judge them. In other words, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah who were, a, it was rampant homosexuality, crime, all kinds of nastiness going on. But that is going to look like, you know, child's play compared to the sin of disbelief at the time Jesus was here. And that sin is still the same. If you don't believe, you, you will never be forgiven that or anything, really. You got to pray, brother. You Man, you better get on your knees and repent of that bad boy because it's going to get you killed. My next story, I just please say it isn't so. This is what I hear. A former Google, <laughs> take two. A former Google chief says that AI, artificial intelligence, is going to bring sex dolls to life. And he says, without any question about it, in other words, he's got no doubts, it will, it will, not, you know, again, the thing, not maybe, not could, it will redesign love and relationships. I just don't see me walking up to somebody like Rosie the Robot and asking her out on a date. I mean, that's far-fetched, I understand. But still, this is not normal. But see how they, again, the artificial intelligence is such that it can, it can react with, react to, react from, anything and everything doing with our DNA, our makeup. Always remember all of this. Yup, you know, it has great possibilities for the public and so forth and so on. 
but interestingly, depleting or denoting or depleting the very creation that was made in the image of God. No other one was. None. Zip, zero. No. In the image of God. So to destroy that or alter it in a way that it's no longer eligible for salvation, can you imagine? It's true. That's what the evil ones are out to do. They want to steal from God his creation. They want to take away our right as created beings of God to have salvation. We're the only thing in the created universe that has that. That's it. You know, the question's got to be asked. Where in the Sam Hill is the fun in a robot? I don't care how human-like they make it, baby. It's still a robot. And I'll tell you right now, Rosie the Robot is probably rolling in her robot heaven. So, well, to start out with, this is interesting. See the name of the show there? I don't know, just what I picked. So this is interesting, though, seeing as I just reported in the last show about the German prime minister, or whatever, she's not a prime minister, whatever, who vilified the World Health Organization. Remember that? She says, we're out to get you. And there's a whole bunch of other countries that are on board with that. Well, listen to this. Johnson & Johnson, probably one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world. Johnson & Johnson announced Tuesday it is suing the Department of Health and Human Services over this particular Medicare drug price negotiation program. Now, they are not the first and the only ones to do this. They're the latest of several organizations challenging this provision, which is established by the Inflation Reduction Act. So this is Biden's, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, the $700 bazillion or something that they wanted to get passed for the sake of the people. And yet my premiums at the frickin' drugstore are more than my mortgage. I better sit down. So they join these other pharmaceutical companies, American Company, Bristol-Myers, Squibb, many trade organizations. So apparently this, this deal was filed in district court in New Jersey, and it appeared to imply the pharmaceutical company did not view the process established by the you know, IRA as being a real negotiation. So the way sometimes, and I learned this from being in the union, so when you're negotiating a deal, there's different parts of the negotiation that are separate. They're not, they're not negotiated along with the rest of it. So my pay raise is one issue. All right. My health care is a completely different issue and it's a major one. All right. You know, the way we looked at it was if my raise doesn't overcome the increase in my premium, then I'm not voting for it. So something about the way they're doing this negotiating, these drug companies are saying, oh, hell no, that's not how this works. Pretty much. I'll bet you what's happening is they're being squeezed into having to accept a quote-unquote, like um, Granger. Granger, I don't know if you see the commercials. So, you know, this is what I learned working for the government. So we're going to do a remodel job on this uh, courtroom, all right? So they decided to forego the normal bidding process and just go buy the stuff. Do you know the town saved over $30,000 by going that route, because normally under, and they had to get this passed by the board and everything, normally the process is the main, the main holder or the bidder who won the contract with the town is where you go to get anything and everything. So Granger is it. It's kind of like the Amazon.com of, you know, the government and so forth. But anyway, they get the contract, all right? Now, just for an example, Needed a new chair in our office downstairs in the maintenance office. You got it? So, a, an equivalent chair to what we considered appropriate was over $600 through Granger. And man, I could buy that same bag on chair at Walmart's 
or Office Depot or <laughs> for a fraction of that. But because we're a government entity and this is how we have to do it, and boy, isn't it coincidental Granger's always the one that wins the contract, but either way. So it has something to do with those things. I'm moving on. We got to go to the Middle East. We got to look at something that's going on. But interestingly, it's happening here. And what's happening here is having, well, not so good an effect on the people in Israel. Now, remember something. Hang on. Drink of water. Remember, they are God's chosen people. Not that we can't be saved and have, you know, eternal life. That's, that's, that's neither here nor there. These are the people that God chose in the beginning. <laughs> With Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that whole story. These are God's people. But we have nine Democrats in, in our government. Our government voted against the pro-Israel resolution. And one of them, I didn't get their name, but one of them actually called Israel an apartheid state. No, oh, no, 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 wait a minute. No, you better be careful. Because I'm gonna, I'll tell you why. I'm going to get to a scripture here in a minute. But anyway, nine, nine Democrats voted against the measure. It passed 412 to 9. But really, <laughs> you know, so we had, here they are, Representatives Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I never cared for that woman. She reminds me of a polished-up two-bid hooker. Then you got Jamal Bowman of New York. So there's two from New York. Rashida Tlaib of Michigan. I almost, it hurt between her and Ilhan Omar of Minnesota. I would almost bet my money on one of those two are the ones that called Israel an apartheid state. Now, I don't mean to repeat myself so often, folks. You know, keep going over the same stories and same scriptures. But you know what? These are the things that are going on. In Genesis 12, 3, I'm going to repeat this scripture that I've said so many times before. Genesis 12, 3, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. God was talking to Abraham. God considered Abraham his friend. Can you imagine? God didn't come down and have coffee and biscuits with him, but Either way. So now he says, Bless them that bless thee and curse thee them that curse thee. What exactly does all that mean? It means exactly what it says. In you know, no uncertain terms. If a person, because it says, and curse him, not them, him. So each individual is responsible. They have a responsibility. And so the Lord God is saying, He'll curse him that curse thee. Yep. You see what's going on here? This is all connected, folks. See, the scriptures are not just a bunch of words. They're happening. They're real. It's happening. And then he goes on to say that in thee all families of the earth shall be blessed. Well, what does that mean? Well, Jesus' bloodline, quote unquote, you know, for what it's worth. But anyways, his heritage goes all the way back to Abraham. All right? And Jesus is the Savior. Amen. Hey, let's win one for the Gipper. That goes back to the days of Vince Lombardi. Over there in Green Bay. Brought out the powerhouse with... What was his name? <laughs> Brett Favre? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway. The Louisiana Republicans vote to override Governor's veto on minor gender surgery ban. Here's the deal. The State House of Representatives in Louisiana voted 75 to 23 to override Governor John Bell Edwards' veto and reinstate House Bill 648, or what's commonly known as the Stop Harming Our Kids Act, and this would prohibit doctors in Louisiana from performing gender reassignment surgeries and drugs and all that stuff. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So the governor thought his veto was going to be the, you know, final word. And they said, no, 
Give it back to us because we'll override that one. And boy, did they ever. <laughs> Pray for those guys, I'll tell you. So the interesting thing is <clears throat> we have the Deagle Report and we have the Georgia Guidestones. They're two different things. One is an actual report. I read it. I downloaded it. The other one is a place. All right, it's a it's a thing you go see. So this Bagel Report and the Georgia Guidestones are in agreement with a secretly planned killing off of the masses. And folks, when I tell you this has always been their primary goal, I mean to tell you I'm not kidding around. Now the Georgia Guidestones can in fact be found in Georgia. And they look very much or represent very much what's over there in England, the, you know, the Stonehenge there. But you know what's engraved on these Georgia Guidestones as their number one guideline? Now remember something. These people don't muck around. All right? When they tell you something, you better believe it's going to happen. Just like, you know, I report on the World Economic Forum and everything like that. And you might think that that Klaus Schwab guy is like, you know, it's not like the commercial, you know, when Klaus Schwab talks, people listen. It was, a, I think, a brokerage form or something. But anyway, the point being, this is serious stuff. Over and over again, I tell you, because I hope you're getting it. So despite the fact that they engraved that key goal into stone on the Georgia guidelines, people still don't believe. It's written... And this is what it says. The number one guideline. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. There's that green deal caca stuff. Now, you know, it might sound good to the global eugenicists, but considering the population of the world, listen now, is over 8 billion. You know what that means? 7.5 billion people need to be eliminated. If they're going to hit their goal, that is like the um, <laughs> bigger than Hitler ever thought. It's huge. This is what is in the Deagle Report and the Georgia Guidestones. This means killing people. That's right. That's right. And these global government terrorists, because that's what they are, sitting in the White House and over there at the Capitol and then down the street over there at the Pentagon and then over there in the, you know, across the pond, the NATO, they don't want you to know it. Oh, that's for daggone sure. But they're in the business of eliminating human beings and business is business. And this, my friends, is business. So while these mainstream media and globalists they're going to continue to call the depopulation agenda, oh, it's a crazy conspiracy theory they came up with, it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Listen, man, if it's a crazy conspiracy theory, just like all them other friggin' conspiracies that somehow got written in the laws and became the official doctrine of this illegal administration in Washington, D.C. So, Continue to call it a crazy conspiracy theory because I'm telling you folks, you ain't crazy, baby. Because we're seeing it being carried out every single day. Now, guess when they want it by? Oh, yeah. They have a date. Woohoo! You can't know the day of the rapture, but I'm telling you right now, they want it done by 2025. Oh, yeah. 2025. Do the math. Two years. Well, actually, year and a half, what, you know. You know, something else I found interesting, reading that story about depopulation, and this came up, and it's significant. It, 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 it ties. It's, it's there, right? In the category of depopulation. Now, listen to this. This is so strange because a few days before I saw the main story, I saw something else about this. The fact is maternity wards across America are closing down as birth rates collapse. Now, funny thing is, 
I bet they turn into abortion clinics. They got to make money. The hospital can't have a whole section that's just costing them money. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Nope. And that would tie you with their agenda. Uh Uh-huh. So, Uncle Joe. Way to go, Uncle Joe. That's what I call Biden. It's not out of respect. And I'll tell you, he has no respect for anybody or anything. I don't even think he respects himself. But here's the story. He's getting off Marine One, which is the chopper, always at the White House, that takes him on short trips, you know, to the problem, you know, mainly like to the airport, right? He can't drive through traffic like everybody else. So anyways, I'm just being facetious because I understand security. So he gets off Marine One, uh uh-huh, and who's standing there at the bottom of the stairs? In fact, that's the guy that got off and made sure everything was secure, you know, the stairs are set and everything, for the president to come off the chopper. It's a Marine. I knew a Marine that did that. And Biden gets off, and the Marine has got this snap-pop salute. Bang, he's up there, right? Mr. President. Biden says something, then gives him, like, the, the thumbs up and almost like he wanted to fist pump him. What the? Oh, oh my God. What is going on? This is a United States Marine. This ain't some Boy Scout troop guy or something. Or, you know, and I don't mean no disrespect. Or, you know, whacking nut security or Pinkerton or whatever. No disrespect. This is a Marine. And you disrespect him like that? You dissed him. And when you did that, you dissed the entire Marine Corps, of which I am a veteran of. And in doing that, you also insulted our country. But you see, you don't give a rat's hind. You don't care. You and the people like you. You're nothing but a dirty bunch of dirty, rotten, no good for nothings. And I, you know what? I'm not gloating. Don't get me wrong. But man, (laughs) you got something coming when you breathe your last breath, baby. Now listen, here's the thing, okay? (laughs) So I had to throw this in there. Because I don't care who you are. This is funny, damn it. Collusion? Well, maybe. The FDA approves a new Alzheimer's drug just (laughs) This was the headline. Collusion? Yeah. FDA approves new Alzheimer's drug just in time for Biden re-election campaign. And then in the sub-headline it said, a drug that may modestly slow the pace of cognitive decline. And the thing is this, it didn't go through the normal processes before the FDA approved it. They fast-tracked that bad boy. I think they got that coming on be- quicker than they got any virus or whatever, you know, the whatever they call them, shots, anti- whatever, virus shots. So there you go. And why does it matter? Well, because if this thing really works, he might actually be able to stand at the podium and talk cognitively now here's the thing it modestly slows the pace of this disease I, I lost a loved one to that disease I know what it's like they look at you and they sit there and they smile and they'll give you a hug and hold your hand and whatever else but they have no idea who you are and the worst thing is or part of it is You watch that decline. You watch that slowly become a fact in their life. You never forget who they are. I'll never forget my grandfather. Never. I remember giving him a hug goodbye because he was already in a convalescent home. So wasn't quite the nursing home yet, but it's right next door. You know, you kind of go from building to building on your way out the door from the basement. Anyways... We were moving to Florida, and we stopped by to say goodbye to him, you know, the night before we left. And when I gave him a hug and says, I love you, Grandpa, 
He looked at me and says, my name is Stanley. As if to say to me, why are you calling me Grandpa? My name is Stanley. Okay, <laughs> you know, I got to go. Bye. Anyways, this stuff comes with serious side effects, brain swelling, seizures, and death. The first one, I don't think anybody up there in Washington would have to worry about because you need a brain. Apparently, Biden has been prone from, you know, sources to violent temper tantrums since he became president. And, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but that is a common symptom of Alzheimer's and other forms of cognitive decline. So, I don't know. Now, this is an interesting story. I could probably say this is a very revealing bunch of information. Kind of gives you an idea of where we're at. Considering so many people are bringing this subject to the front. And we're actually seeing more and more coverage. So the White House National Security Chief. Now listen to me. This is the guy that, you know, looks over charts and things and numbers and just blah, blah, blah. And determines our national security. So the chief of that department, he says, <laughs> hate to say I told you so, UFOs are having an impact in our training ranges and need to be treated as a legitimate issue. Okay, so what he's saying here, UFOs already having an impact on combat training for America's fighter pilots. Do you realize what that means? That means they're real, damn it. And what that means is, is what I said recently on my, one of my shows just before this one. I said that I think the next thing that's going to happen in regards to UFOs is there's going to be a confrontation, and we're going to know about it. it it's not going to be no propaganda. It's, the first one is going to be raw. Then they'll come with the propaganda later. So this is the same thing like with the uh, guys that manned the nuclear bombs in the, you know, in the bunkers back in the day during the Cold War. How many of those guys said, you know, they come into our area, they shut us down, they muck around with the systems, and we can't do anything about it. We're not even sure if we launch, they'll let it launch. They might come zippy-doo-dah and, you know, pull the battery or something. <laughs> so... You know, the thing is, <laughs> it really starts to show that the White House, this, you know, this release of this information, this is showing, and, you know, everything's got to be cleared by the White House, in case you didn't know that. Pretty much kind of no matter what department it's coming out of, the White House has to know about it. So they knew about this comment or this assessment that was going to be made by the National Security Chief all right? So we have apparently reached a place where the White House is dealing with this in a totally different manner than it ever has before, and it really revolves around disclosure. So, you know, in Europe, there was this guy, Nick Pope, years ago, he come out, like, and he had the kind of clearance like this guy would have had. And he came out and just busted the doors wide open on everything and anything he knew officially, <laughs> about the British government's and the British military's knowledge of UFOs. He was a huge, huge data dump, all right? So now this guy comes out saying, hey, listen, they're not only real, so put that, you know, E.T., the movie kind of thought in your mind out of it. These are not friendlies, folks. I'm telling you right now, they're not friendly to us in a military manner, and they sure as heck ain't friendly to us as people because, uh-uh, they're demons. <laughs> so any friendship established with them is a trip to hell. So now, I'm telling you, the White House is saying, look it, <laughs> they're not only out there, but they're becoming a problem for our pilots that are training. 
I cried the other day. I cried because I watched a video. I watched a video. And the video was a montage type thing of Trump during the time that we've known him as this candidate politician. So from, what, 2015 is when he first announced it? Up till now. Up till now, this man still fills stadiums with standing room only by almost the same amount of capacity, number-wise. Man, I'll tell you what. (laughs) A band would love that, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He pays for the venue all by himself, too. Anyways, and you know, Uncle Joe there couldn't even get a drive-in theater. So, that's that. I watched this montage of Trump. And really, it was who he is, what he is, how he is. You know, it was from thing to thing and scene to scene. And some of it, you had, you know, you heard them talking. Others were just music playing and you're watching these events. And I got to thinking. And man, when I got to thinking, I just, I just felt this tremendous sorrow and pain came over me. I mean, it was overwhelming. And I cried. I didn't cry for myself, although I could have, because I live in this country, and I serve this country. But I didn't cry for me. I cried for my country. I cried because we threw away the greatest thing that ever happened to this country, ever. There has never been, and I'm telling you right now, you go to any historian, you go to any of those mucky mucks in your liberty daggone universities and look it up for yourself. There has never been a man so in love with our country with such a a zeal like we've never seen before, ever, And we threw him away like a piece of used oil rag from your garage. All dirty and nasty. Won't even come clean in the washing machine. I cried for my country. I cried for the people of my country. I cried for every single person I saw in that montage and every single person I know that lines the streets every time Trump comes to town and all those people that fill them stadiums. I cried for those people. Um, now they're trying. Now they're taking away um, electoral votes from this 2016. Wait a minute! They're saying you can't count the they're, electoral. They're saying there were fake electoral votes. Yeah, the Democrats do that all the time. Oh, but it well, wasn't them, right? Right. Michigan or Wisconsin or somebody already did something. Yeah. And now cool. uh, California, I think, is going to try it too. Do you hear this, folks? And Arizona's going to try it. Do you hear this? And every one of these states I mean, that are... It's not good enough that he already, you know, that they already won the election fraudulently. Right. Now every, they're going to make it even worse. Every one of these states... Because I'm still afraid of him. Yeah. And every one of these states, I guarantee you, is a blue state. You don't understand, apparently, if you voted against this man, you have no right to open your mouth. Keep it shut. God gave us a gift. That man came from God. That man, as big a sinner as he may have been, was chosen by God to lead this country. And lead it, he did. I never, ever saw a candidate or a president And even now, a former president, well, I still think he's president, reach out and and just commune with the people. He has no fear. And I bet that drives the Secret Service nuts. Harry Truman did that. Harry Truman used to love to go out and just take a walk. And the Secret Service is like, sir, you can't do that. He says, what are you talking about? I'm the president. 
get your shoes on, we're going for a walk. <laughs> and he would walk a lot and long distance. Anyway, I digress. And I cried. And I mean I cried. I cried sorrow. Deep sorrow. And I tried to understand how this could happen. And all I could, I mean, the scripture says God will raise him up and he will tear him down and he'll put who he wants, where and when and how and every other thing. So it's the will of God, apparently, that we're where we're at or we're in the slime that we are. I know that's hard to take. God, how could you do this to us? Apparently it was time for change. I always thought of Trump as maybe, <laughs> I used to say, geez, I hope he's not the last hurrah. But maybe he was. Maybe we'll never see another man like Donald Trump in the White House. With what we just heard about them throwing out electoral votes in certain states because they quote-unquote think that they were tampered with. Yeah, that's a Democratic play right there. They've done it. All the time. All the freaking time. If Trump was the last hurrah, then we have no choice than to look at what's going on in this country and around the world as the setting up of the new world order. Hands down. All across the board. Nothing is sacred, quote unquote, as they say. They're coming. Well, they're here. You know, it's like the Wicked Witch setting them monkeys loose on Dorothy. Man, they just lickety-split, let's go do this. And that's what these demons are doing right now. We have what I cried about. One of the things I cried about was right now, right this very minute. And folks, I don't know if you remember me saying this after you've died or whatever, but there's a demon in the White House. Him, his wife, the whole Biden family, nothing but a bunch of two-bit criminals that use the government to cover their crimes, and they're not ashamed of letting you know that. Because why? Because you can't do a lick-split thing about it. Or, worse yet, you won't do a thing about it. In this country, we still have God-fearing patriots. The United States of America, no matter how and why she's being seduced and betrayed. She's being robbed and ruined by this elite ruling class. Largely a power-addicted sociopath. These people, as the, like the guy, <laughs> I think it was the movie Braveheart, and he's out in, the, out in the field or in the woods, whatever, and he's hunting. And that one guy, I don't know, is he Scottish or from Ireland? And he says... Uh, he kills this guy that Mel Gibson or Braveheart thought was, you know, his comrade. And <laughs> this guy looks at him after he shoots the arrow through him, and he says, I never liked him. He's not right in the head. I started laughing. I had to pause it. And then, of course, listen to it 10,000 times because it is so funny. So funny. He goes on later in the show to say, a man's got the, an Irishman has got to talk to God to be able to talk to his equal. I said, damn you, boy. Anyway, we got criminals. We got demons. I, please. They're selling us out to our adversaries, mainly China and Russia. This is, this is documented, folks. And it's indisputable, folks. Any other person, well, like Trump, but that's all fake. This is real. These are real laws that are broken and twisted and everything else so that this family and their cronies can get away with high treason. This is high treason. You don't hear that too much anymore, do you? You know what else is high treason? That border policies. Oh, no, no, no. They've engineered a massive, massive foreign invasion of this country.
I can never, ever, ever emphasize enough. Eight years later, Trump has been, since day one, enemy number one. The ruling class, the elites, the deep state, or whatever else you want to call it, the D.C. swamp. Every policy he proposed, they went after it. Every time he said, you know, this is what we're going to do, they said, oh, hell no. But he did it. But, you know, the first thing Biden did out of hatred, they had a stack of executive, I think like over 30 of them, that right after he gets inaugurated, you come into this room, this anti-room, and you sign your first whatever and so forth. And he had all these executive orders that just destroyed everything Trump had done. And in the doing of that, this country fell real quick. Listen to me, everybody, because i got to let you go. I don't mean to harp and I don't mean to hound. But your salvation is important to me. Believe it or not, I care. I don't care a fraction as much as God does. It says in the scripture, he takes no delight, none, zip, zero, in his creation going to hell. He doesn't make him happy. But because he's a holy and righteous God, which we may or may not ever be able to understand the depth of that, there can't be any sin in heaven. And sin is what we're covered with when we're born. Sin is our nature. Sin is our character. We need to repent of our sin and learn to live a new life, a new person, a rebirth, reborn, born again. You know, it says in that scripture, shall not see, John 3, 16, shall not see the kingdom of God. And I thought, oh my gosh, wait a minute. And this was like just a couple, three, or a few years ago. Wait a minute, they're not even going to see heaven, it sounds like. They're not even going to know what it looks like. They don't have the right. They didn't believe. Are you a non-believer? Listen to me. There's never been a, a more important time for you to believe in something than, than now. And I'm not trying to scare you into doing it. I'm just saying what's, what the facts are. I didn't make this up. I get no money for doing this show. I get no anything. All right? So it's not like I got some kind of an agenda or a nefarious agenda. My agenda is to help you come to salvation, to repent. Because trust me, folks, the kingdom of God is here. Thanks for listening, folks. I so appreciate it, and I'm glad that you're listening. I hope that you're learning something. I hope that you're coming away from these shows with a good understanding. And if you're not, email me. Let's talk Mike one at gmail.com. Let's talk M-I-K-E, the number one at gmail.com. I really do love you all, and I pray for you, and I hope the best. In Jesus' name, amen, and I got to go. Goodbye.